Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 140. We made it. We did. We did. Can y'all ever believe that we'd have done 140 of these? No. I, I, I could say that at every episode. I did after 139. Okay. Yeah, I believe at that you. point. At that point, I was I think I said that. after the last one that I was going to let the audience know if we made it, and we did make it. We, we did. did. Every we did single day. So we make so. it. All right. Well, if you're new to our podcast, uh, thanks for joining us. My name's Jason. Uh, this is Ed over here with some really good posture. <laughs> this is Nathan over here. I We're decided I needed to sit up. Yeah, I, I you did. I saw the recording of it. You and did. I was, I was like this. <laughs> Ed's been intimidated by his own posture. <laughs> My posture's been terrible. So he's sitting up real straight, I'm and to... I'm trying. So we're gonna we're gonna have. So those of you who are listening on the podcast apps, just. Watch. Imagine us sitting up very straight. And slowly my posture will go back. Yes, we'll sink down in these chairs as we talk. So You know, but, I miss the I miss the tables. I'm gonna say that. Miss the I tables? miss the tables. Mm. I miss the there's tables. Table. I feel more there's, exposed. He's talking about, those, see, table he's talking about those bistro tables yeah. that we used to oh, see. Oh, see that like the lean on them. Yeah, I feel, I feel I feel a little more exposed. I know it's been what like seventy episodes at this point since <laughs> yeah, we're on, but you're just I'd now bring, telling I thought me I would bring it up. I thought I would bring. We could it bring them back. Yeah, we could. Would that help? That you was watch? interesting. Let's move right on. <laughs> All right. So we got another question, as we often do. We we got questions. Well, we got questions. We got good questions, and we're trying to answer them in ways that help us to think and uh, live like Jesus in our world. And so today, uh, we got someone who uh, is anonymous. I don't know who asked this question, but they did identify themselves as being new to the podcast. Thank you for listening, watching, whatever you do. We're glad you're here. Here's their question. I'm new to this podcast, and I have also been listening to some of your messages, like past sermons. All right? I went back a few years, and you did a series called The God I Wish You Knew. One of you referenced a quote in that series that said something like, What you think about when you think about God is the most important thing about you. And that really stuck with me. I know that I have some wrong thoughts about God that are that you all are helping me sort through. But what I'm wondering is this. What is a significant thought that you've had about God that you have changed over time in over your time in following Jesus? I really enjoy the podcast and the messages and they say thank you. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for thanking wow. us. So, that's a really good question. I was impressed with the question too. So very impressive. I, I, that that gives me thinking. Um, so what is the significant thought you have had about God that has changed over your time in following Jesus? Who wants to go first on that one? Because that's a personal question, really. Mm-hmm. Stuff mm-hmm. that we've changed over time. I will. I will say this. Um, I I have come to th- believe, and this is about the question that you asked. I've just come to believe in, you know, I'm, I'm 47 years old now, and I think, because of my experience so far, that I will realize in, you know, if I get to live another, you know, 30, 40 years, that some of the things I think about God now, I have grown past as well. I, I kind of think, what, I, what I've, what I've kind of, like I said, what I've kind of con- been convinced of is, if God really is God, um, then I'm probably not ever going to have all of my thoughts all click and all be correct about him all the time. It's, it's, it's this work in progress. So even the things that I think I have figured out now yeah. uh, should hopefully will be in a state of growth and 
figuring it out and and development and maturity hopefully by mm -hmm. the time that I'm you know done with this body <laughs> and then I'll, I'll so so I think for me up to this point um, I would say I think I used to think that God was more interested in certain things than I, I do now and mm -hmm. what I mean by that is I got real focused on God really cares about this mm -hmm. and then I would get really focused on this and uh, in doing that I was neglecting a lot of other things for example growing up I was really because I think this is my background I was taught that God really cares about your morality your your you know being good and not sinning uh, and he's really watching that, kind of like a Santa Claus kind of deal. Mm -hmm. He's really concerned about that. Um, and if you step out of that that box, you step out of the line, whatever he's decided is the line, then y you and him are not good. And you got to figure out how to get back inside that box. And that was really God's number one concern with me and with other people. And so I got real focused on being right and doing the right things and not sinning, which then also made me think about really pay a lot of attention to people that I thought were also <laughs> stepping outside of the boundaries. And um, it got, it got kind of, it led me towards some self-righteousness, I think. Mm. Um, it led me to some dark places that I don't think actually helped me to, to live in the way of Jesus, in the way of love probably as much as I should. And it also caused me, I think, to see God as not necessarily for me, but really against me, looking, mm -hmm. looking for uh, opportunities to you know, catch me doing wrong. Um, and I've, I've changed a lot of those images of God that I used to have. Um, that was the first one that came to my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all have had some of the same kinds of yeah, I was thinking about part, I mean, I had a thought when you first asked the question that I was listening to your response, and the idea you had of, hey, I'm going to constantly be changing, I think that, that's been my experience as well. Although I wouldn't say everything I th think has changed, what has changed mm -hmm. is God is way more, which makes sense if he's God, an infinite being, he's way more multifaceted yes. than mm -hmm. I I. I I, I had him with a very flat personality. If you're, if I'm completely honest, when I yep. there was one side that I saw, I thought that was the major side. Not, and I just didn't know as much. And mm -hmm. over time, I think that personality. Now, some things I was just wrong about. I was just, I was just wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to really think God, in, in very much the way you did, it was almost an on-off thing. There were some doctrinal things, and that's the way I would say it that God absolutely cared about. And you either had, and it was a yes-no question. If yeah. you had it right, he was for you. If you didn't have it right, he was opposed to you. And, uh, you know, that's sort of the way I saw him and I saw the world. And it's interesting, when you see the world that way, it affects how you treat other people. You talked about self-righteousness, that was mm -hmm. part of it. But it's also a lot of, um, there's a lot of his hypocrisy in your in in your own life that has to get covered up. I'll say there has to be. Yeah, that's they, what I learned. Yeah, for me, there there's a lot that you don't want to talk to people about, yep. and that you have to cover up. Yeah. Because you know for yourself, you're not as clean on those things as you mm -hmm. claim to be. 
So that's gotten, uh, that was my first thing. I do think the longer I live and hope, I think on into eternity, because God is infinite, I will continually be learning things about this this being that is so immense, greater than I am, mm -hmm. that is fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I do think, you know, I, I had an answer originally to the thing, and the more I think about it, the, the biggest thing that has changed for me is the character of really understanding that God is love and that that's never changed. That mm -hmm. doesn't change. I, even though I knew that verse, God is love, it's the idea that God is love and he is absolutely for every human on the planet and has always been, and his heart toward us does not change no matter what we do or don't do, uh, is a little hard for me to grasp because there aren't people like that. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so you tr you wind up squeezing God into a people mold mm -hmm. and trying to understand it. And I'm now at the point I understand that's the way he is, and it has helped me to relate to him. Some of the bad ways that it caused me to relate to him when I thought of him more in people terms was... I wasn't near as dependent on him as I should have been. In fact, that's my latest learning is I am a really, really independent creature mm -hmm. who wants to be more independent and that the independence itself, the, the desire I have to do lots of things in my life without depending on God or even cooperating, not even depending. There are things I certainly can do by myself, but any time I do them with God, it's better, it's better. Yeah. even if I didn't feel like I needed it. When I just say, hey, I'm about to do this, would you do it with me? Things are better, and it doesn't take much more than that, but because I can do them by myself, I tend to do them by myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't get the joy of doing it with God, which is the loving relationship he wants to have with me. He's not saying that he has to do everything for me. That's not mm -hmm. the way to parent. But most parents, I know this for me with my kids now, I do prefer doing things with them just to be with them. I just like being with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of my current learnings is I am really, really stinking independent, and it's really, really hard for me to get over my independence. Um, I fight it. I fight it all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like your word multifaceted because I think that was the idea that I was trying to say earlier that I didn't, I don't know if I articulated it very well. And what I, what I was trying to say was, I think for me, and I think this is true because we are finite and God is infinite, uh, it's so easy, I think, for me to get hyper-focused on what I think God cares about most mm -hmm. because I, I, I only have a limited capacity. But what I'm learning more and more is that, no, God can care really a lot about that and also about this, and also about that. Yeah. You know, like things, God cares about your sin and getting you to heaven. And that was pretty much it, and that was pretty much what we, we taught, and that's right. how we, we related to God. And it's like, no, God, God cares about creation. God cares about your relationships. God cares about every, you know, he cares about the environment, yeah. which gets a whole lot of people all jacked up for some reason. But, but he, if God created the earth, yes. why do we think he wouldn't care about what we yes. do to it? And mm -hmm. it's just, I see God, as, as, like you said, that, I like that multifaceted word. It, there's so much that he's got his hands on, which is literally everything, that I can't. And so for me to just get get in a place where I think I've I've settled in and mm -hmm. I and I've and I'm right where God is, no, you're you're just stuck, man. You gotta keep going. 
and 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 figure out what that means for you. It, you know, it could, without it getting so overwhelming, but at the same time, understanding that he's way bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was what I was trying to say earlier. I think. I think probably my biggest change. Or I shouldn't say biggest because I was trying to boil it down. I mean, I think I've gone through similar things um, that both of y'all have said. I think when I was young, I thought of God as being very. Um, uh, annoyed, not angry, but just kind of annoyed at me. I think it, it was just very frustrated. He loved me because he had to. He was loved, so he had to love me, but he didn't really like me. Um, and so um, that was always a different uh, perspective. And then when I got older, I think um, I saw God as almost, uh, in my view of what loving was, is that God was this... Um, almost a uh, pushover. God God was just cool with everything. God was, he loves everybody, so he's just kind of cool with everything, and God's never angry. God's never upset about anything. He's just very, you know, what gentle means is nothing really rattles him. Nothing re- God doesn't God doesn't really get too upset about anything. And I think the thing you guys have said about multifaceted is good. I think the word I would have used is I've never thought of God as being emotional but I think over the last five or six years of my life, seeing that God is emotional, um, that that God is does get angry, that God does get sad, that God is joyful and happy, um, and that He experiences just the the you know He made us in His image, so the variety of emotions that you know He's pained by things and He's anguished over things and He feels all of those kind of things, and we certainly see that in Jesus. That that's a, that's a different aspect of him. I think what I was going to say is the biggest, I don't think it's biggest, it's just maybe current, um, is that God is God is more patient than I thought. And not just patient with me. I think a lot about, you know, there's a verse in either first or second Peter, I know it's Peter, where he talks about that God is not slow to act. And then he said, as some consider slowness, mm-hmm. which I think about, Peter's trying to make sense. You all think God is really slow uh, because you're like, why isn't God dealing with this? Why isn't God making this? Or why isn't why isn't Jesus coming back quicker? Why isn't all of these things happening and realizing that uh, what we think is slow and what God thinks are slow are two different things? Yep. That God is, um, you know, I can't remember who it is, but it's a Japanese evangelist who refers to God as the three-mile-an-hour God. Mm-hmm. That's the speed of walking that we're often running. And I think it's interesting, you know, I think in our world we tend to think of, our impatience and our inattentiveness and you know our lack of attention spans and distractibility as being a modern problem. But obviously Peter says, you guys think God's slow and he's not, it's a, just a human trait. And I think trying to see that God is, the things I think are very urgent that, that we at you know, church might go, we got to create a program for this right now. We got to do something about this right now. God's like, well, Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get there. I got. Yeah. I'm. I'm, we're I'm not, already working on that, yeah. guys. And that, but that God's process is a slow process, and I'm thankful for that because I think if I would have known everything I know now about God when I was five, um, I, I, I think, I think, I one, I think it would have been overwhelming. Two, I don't think I could because I think it's a slow cooking process. I think. I do think that's. True. And I, I think what you just brought up, Nathan, for me. Um, I also have learned that recently, probably in the last five to ten years, and the experience that, because what the question asker said, what you think about God is important because it reflects how you relate to Him and others, 
for me, learning that about God has taken so much pressure off of me and brought me a measure of peace that I don't think I was able to have before then. And, and I'll relate this to the way that I viewed my ministry mm-hmm. back in the early days of you know, when I was fresh out of college and I was you know, raring to go and I was going to win the world for Jesus. And nothing wrong with that, but it led me to some urgency that I think caused me to run ahead of God many times and put the pressure on me to make things happen. And I'm, I'm getting to the point in my life where I'm, I'm fully okay with if God chooses to just use my time in what he's called me to do to just start a little something that, uh, or, or plant a little seed or start a little spark of a fire that in 100 or 200 years then becomes something greater and bigger. Kind of like he said, the kingdom of God starts, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a small seed and then it grows to the greatest plant. If that's what he decides to do with my lifetime and I don't ever see right. the full fruits of that, I'm okay with that. Or if or if you're not the one who's going to plant the seed. Or whatever. You're the one, well, I, I know, might be tilling the ground. I, I don't know. A, do you I, think, I think there's a way in which, at least for me, in my min, in, in my ministry career, there's a feeling of I want to be at the I, I want to be at the start or the end of it. Yeah. I want to be at the I want to be the one who had the idea and God inspired me. Mm-hmm. And then hundreds of years now, they'll look back and say, if it had not been for that first yeah. generation sure. to have planted the seed, mm-hmm. or if it's you know now we're harvesting and we're getting this, we get to see it all. Happen. I may be the one who just came in and no one even remembers. I'm just watering the garden because right. I think a lot about you know in that thing of we're going to win the world for Jesus. And I, honestly, I think that's kind of in this kind of. Uh, you know, youth ministry culture. That's the way you capture young people is all of us can go be Martin Luther King Jr.'s. There's a problem and all of us could go be that, but with forgetting that there really is, even in the history of the civil rights movement, there, you know, you mentioned John Perkins on Sunday. There are a lot of, but there really is only one Martin Luther King Jr. John Perkins is influential and did a really important thing, but in the success oriented way our culture is, he's the icon of that movement. But what we know is Martin Luther King Jr. grew up in a church. His dad was a pastor. Someone pastored to that man. Someone created the community. Someone taught in that Sunday school hundreds of years before. They weren't planting seeds. They were just fostering the community in which, and that's the nature of which God grows things is you never know what part of the process. Your job is to be faithful. And that's the part I think I have so often missed is that's my impatience is I want to see a result from this instead of I just show up and do my job. Well, I yep. was thinking while you were talking about it, Jason, because uh, about the uh, early onset, because, you know, I think all of us have been at that place. I have been at that place, too, where you want to you want to know that you've done something that mattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's just a human thing which had caused me to draw finish lines that were, in fact, not finish lines. Right. So you call... Mm-hmm. Let's count how many baptisms we have. Or in some cultures, it's let's count how many decisions got made for right. Christ or how many rededications. And what I know now to be the case that uh, I didn't know at the time is none of those are finish lines. They're, mm-hmm. they're often starting points and restarting points. And most of us have multiples of those yes. in our walk with Jesus along the way. Mm-hmm. It really is a long, slow process uh, Saturday in our discipleship uh, meeting, Nathan used Eugene for, uh, Peterson's phrase of, uh, it's um, long obedience in the same direction. Mm-hmm. 
that walking with Jesus is long obedience in the same direction. And if I can help people get a long obedience in the same direction, and I played any part in that, even yeah. if it's just I opened the door for them to have the meeting, or That's right. you know, or I was just there and it was another person and they didn't even really notice me. They helped me, I helped them, all of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I agree with you. That's where I'm at now. I used yeah. to not be there at yeah. all. And where we are just talking, to bring it back to the question, the topic we're all talking about, it all flows out of how we view God. Yeah. That's right. You know, who we view Him to be and really who we are, yeah. you know, through that lens. And um, and I think I can speak for these other guys because if you've watched this podcast any length of time, you've also heard us say this, anything that causes you to see God and looking through the lens of Jesus, you know you're probably on the right track. Mm -hmm. So just to, to, to sort of get at a, bring that to a close, that question that you asked, you know, what, how do we view God and how that affects the way we live? Um, any, anything you can do in your growth and maturity along, you know, along your journey to keep the lens of Jesus be the thing that you look through to, to, to figure out who God is and what he's like, you're not going to go very wrong on that one. And you should continue to reshape your view of God in that way. That's yes. what's helped me more than me anything too. is yep. when I would have views of God that I could not, I could not in my mind fathom Jesus reacting the way I thought God was going to react to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah that I go, well, those can't be right. If Jesus wouldn't interact with a human being the way I think God would interact, mm -hmm. uh, I'm wrong. I'm just well, wrong. Well, Jesus trumps whatever else. Whatever I view think, I have. Whatever view I have. Is, he is the perfect he representation. Is. In he fact, is. the reason for him to come, yes, salvation and him paying, all of the stuff that took place on the cross, which is multifaceted, and that mm -hmm. can be a long discussion of all that took yes. place on the cross. It's not just one thing that... All of that had to take place, yes. But a major part of what he is doing is demonstrating to the world what God is actually like. Yeah. What what God looks like, how he treats human beings, how he interacts with human beings, how much he loves human beings, how patient he is. Mm -hmm. um, so every time you have a view of God that God is one way and Jesus is another way, you're just wrong. Yeah. And that's what I help people do nowadays. I mean, if... If you were to come up to me after a service and ask me this question, you know, what, what is God like, and you know, what do you, I would, I would just, I'd point you back to Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so I would say, if if you're in that place where you're trying to figure that out, I don't know if you are. Whoever asked this question, but that that's my my pastoral encouragement to you is spend a lot of time with Jesus, and as you do, your view of God will continue to to grow and mature and be shaped. In the likeness of Him, and as it as that happens, you, you're getting the picture of God. Mm -hmm. You are seeing God for you. Jesus said it as good as anybody. He said, "You've seen me. You've seen the Father. You you know God. If you know me, look at me." And so, keep your eyes on that. Keep your gaze on Him, and your the lens will get real clear. Yeah, so, that's right. I'm still focusing my <laughs> my lens. So, yeah, I think we always will be. Yep. And that's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nope. Nothing you're just dying to say to <laughs> mm -hmm. wrap that all up? Okay. No, I think you wrapped it up good. I have other yeah. things I could say, but they're not necessary. All right. Mm -hmm. Then we don't want to hear them. Yeah, that's right. All right. 
So, all right, we're going to be uh, back next week. We have a, oh, I often like to preview the questions. Let me look ahead. I've forgotten what our next question is. So folks will be wrapped with uh, anticipation. Or not. Or not. Uh, for next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, someone would like us to talk about uh, Bible versions. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. And uh, how do we know uh, our view of Jesus or God is right uh, versus other people's? Good questions. So this it's a two for next week. So we're gonna, we're, we're gonna deal with those. So y'all come back next week, uh, next Tuesday. This the next uh, podcast will drop, and we'll talk about those. Answer your questions. If you've got questions, as always, don't forget to send them to us. The link is in the description, right right underneath where we're at. And uh, send your questions. We'll answer them as soon as we get to them. All right, y'all have a good week. See ya. Bye.